0: is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the Reputation Rockstar, Todd Collins. In three... Two, one. Hey guys,
1: welcome back. Um, weird times we're living in right now. Some really weird, weird twilight zone wacky times that we're living in right now. Um, I know I haven't done an episode in a while, and there's a reason for that. Uh, my next, The next person that I wanted to have on my podcast was uh, a guy that we, we, we met, we met online, uh, slightly, and then we met in person once. And once we met in person, we hit it off like that and we stayed in communication for a long time. And because of how busy I've been, I know how busy he's been. Um, it's been very difficult to get this episode together, but finally, uh, thanks to this massively insane, uh, totally, uh, inconvenient pandemic that we're living through right now. Uh, we, our schedules have slightly opened up just a little bit, so I wanted to welcome Scott Bentley, that mortgage guy.
2: Thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. How are you feeling? I,
1: I'm feeling healthy, man. I'm feeling real healthy. Um, it's good. I'm happy to hear that that your beautiful wife is feeling good, and uh, and that that baby that's uh, cooking away there in the tummy is is feeling good too. And I know we you know we all follow you online on Instagram and TikTok and everything else like that. So we see, you know, how how great of a father you've been and great of a husband you've been and, you know, always sharing uh, how happy that family is. So I'm I'm glad that they're healthy as well. So I think we're all just kind of, you know, trying to keep it together. Yeah,
2: it's the truth. It's, uh, it is scary times we're living in. And I, and what's crazy about it is just the market and how everything is just kind of gone haywire since it's just been absolutely insane.
1: So. And, and we're going to talk about that because, you know, the market is a little haywire right now. But what I'm noticing is not every vertical is being massively affected by it. Um, and, and and so it's interesting, you know, because I, I deal with a lot of restaurants, but I also deal, thank the Lord, I, our agency um, – pivoted years ago into different, into, into different verticals. So we have, you know, for the restaurants that we're trying to help, which we are helping the restaurant clients that we have. And I'll, I'll talk about that later, but, um, the, the, the verticals that are not necessarily restaurants, um, you know, they're still kind of rolling. And that's why we want to talk about this, this mortgage thing. I know for a fact that when the the government, alerted everyone that rates were dropping that your phone had to have been ringing off the hook and text messages and emails and everything else. Right.
2: Yeah. Between 6 PM and probably midnight on Sunday, I probably had like 30, 40 text messages and maybe 20 to 25 phone calls from clients to so, rates are down to 0%. What can, what can we do? And even people who are under contract or refinancing right now, I'm like, guys, <laughs> I wish it was 0%, but that is definitely not the case. And uh, what's been even crazier about it is, um, you know, the Fed dropped the rates about two weeks ago and the rates shot down dramatically to the lowest point that they've kind of been at in the history of the U.S. And then over the course of last week with the pandemic, the rates shot up to the mid fours to low fours on a lot of these programs after being at like a 3% on the 30 year fixed rate. Yeah. And uh, then on Sunday it dropped back dropped back down to a really low range on Monday and now today it's now back up to like the high threes, low fours again. So I've just never seen like a roller coaster like this ever in terms of just such big fluctuations. It's just crazy. So
1: it was interesting because it, it breeds me it brings me back to the point of that the consumer, and I've, you've seen me in videos talk about this, right? Where I've said like, hey, real estate, I don't get it. Mortgage, I don't get it. Like, it's up to you guys to create content around this and educate consumers uh, on this stuff. And that's what I believe, in my opinion, has obviously multiple other things. But I believe, in my opinion, the reason why you've been so successful with your brand online is because you took that formula, the formula that I've been talking about nonstop, which is educate, inform, and entertain. You, you do that within one piece of content. And that's the sad part. It was alerting to me that all my mortgage friends were on there going, hey guys, you have to understand, Like just because the Fed lowered the rate, it doesn't do mortgages, that just shows you the uned- how, how uneducated the consumer is. Yeah, And that I believe that in the past, mortgage companies were not doing their due diligence from the standpoint of educating the consumer on what things mean. And, and so for me, that's why it's important that I, I spread your message because you're doing those types of things to help these people that don't understand it.
2: I'm trying to, yeah, definitely. And I appreciate that. Thank you, man.
1: Yeah, and, and so it, it was alarming to me. It was really alarming to me. And, and I'm hoping that other mortgage companies and, and other mortgage uh, loan officers and, and brokers uh, you know, jump on board with this and understand that you guys have got to educate people the reason they ask these type of questions is because they think this is because they don't understand it. Right. And So you have to you have to educate them on it. Um, That's
2: true.
1: But we'll get all into that stuff. Let's talk about you for a second. Tell me about. I know that your family's been in the mortgage business for a while. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me this. Tell me the beginnings here. I know, obviously, you're you're Baltimore. You're a Baltimore boy. Where would you go to high
2: school? Yeah. So I I um, actually grew up. Was born in Jersey, moved here when I was uh, four or five years old. It was just my mom and I in a two bedroom apartment in Cockeysville. I actually went to Pottspring Spring Elementary and then um, moved up to Bel Air. My mom remarried and uh, met my stepdad, who actually owns our family's business, which is a local mortgage company. They're a direct lender. Um, and I went to John Carroll, which was kind of a, a complete culture shock for me just coming from. Uh, a place where we really didn't have a lot of things or, you know, like finances was, we sh- we're not in the best position, just to say. But um, yeah, it. Uh, I went to John Carroll and it was just a complete culture shock. And it's been nice for me to have that experience in my back pocket because at the end of the day, I feel like that's what motivates me the most. Um, and obviously my why is my family and the growth aspect and trying to get to another level so that I can invest and set us up but um, after John Carroll, I got into the fitness industry, I actually modeled for Under Armour in ba- Baltimore for a couple of years, was heavily into bodybuilding and I was a sales manager for Gold's Gym. And at the time um, with the stereotypes and the meathead mentality, Gold's Gym was just headed in a bad direction. And I don't know if they're still doing, if they're still around or what they're doing in this day and age, but yeah, oh, wow. yeah I, I, I saw that in at least the location that I was at that I was managing was really outdated with equipment. They were really struggling. And I was doing a lot of different like grassroots marketing efforts. I had uh, like Pat's Pizzeria I had seven day uh, free Gold's Gym passes on every uh, Pat's Pizzeria that was being delivered in Hartford County and all these different grassroots efforts that I was just coming coming up with off the cuff. And my dad like saw that and he was like, well, why don't you try doing that with with mortgages? You can make X amount of dollars more. You could triple what you're making and blah, blah, blah. And um, that was kind of how I really figured out that marketing was my passion, at least the creative aspect of it. Um, I come from like an artistic background. I used to do a lot of music. I have my own like home studio. I used to make my own uh, covers and remixes of pop songs and hip hop songs and make them acoustic. I love it. <laughs> but um, what are you going to say? Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just looking. I was just, I was just saying, look, back. I mean, marketing people, it's funny that you bring that up. Not to your that, that part off is that and those of you that are, are uh, listening, I'm pointing to behind me. Behind me in my in my home office is a huge, there's a huge mural that's, that's just drawing you just massively whack ass shit. And that's one of the funny things is that some of the people that you believe that you know that are, are some of the greatest salespeople out there, um, like myself and Scott. <laughs> um are also are are extremely artistic i mean we we feel we the way that we you know rest our minds is coming up with ideas and then putting those ideas into action so it's something really interesting um tap you know if you're listening to this and you have people in your your business um give those young people an opportunity if you see them start to just like scott did when he was in gold's gym he he took it upon himself to come up with these ideas and do that so make sure that you guys are giving those people the opportunities to do that that are in your business because i'm telling you right now what, what's going to end up happening is if you don't do that what ends up happening when you are a creative when you have a creative mind is you you feel start feeling trapped if you can't get it out and right. if you can't get it out then and you feel trapped you will leave um and that's that's unfortunately that's what happens that's why most people lose really good talent is because they don't let them express themselves but yeah, so so you, your your dad obviously great, your stepdad great sales guy, I'm sure. Yeah, He's, you're a great sales guy. He sells you on the on the dream. <laughs> you you buy the dream because salespeople are the easiest sales in the world. That's true. <laughs> you jump, I'm assuming then you jump ship into family business. Yeah,
2: I did. Yeah, uh, my first year was 2012, um, and refis were really hot at the time. I got my feet wet with some refinance business, and then rates started to trickle up in 2013, 2014, and I really got nervous and realized that, you know, I needed to set myself up in the long run and just start going after purchase business and trying to market to realtors. And to be honest, in the beginning, it was a lot of like the grassroots efforts with what I referred to with Gold's Gym. It wasn't necessarily content generation and a lot of the media stuff that I'm doing now, because it's evolved just like anything else. But um, to your point with, you know, the creative side of it, for the longest time I was an idea man and I never really had, not the ability, but I, I never really figured out in the early stages of my life how to execute on these ideas. And after growing, you know, as a business person and entrepreneur and just learning different ways, it's just a matter of jumping in. And for the longest time, I I, I failed to realize that. And there were just so many things that I, I didn't do or try because of that. And, um, yeah, just to your point, going back to that, because it's it's really important, I feel like. so.
1: So you're, work, you're working with you're working with your your family. You're working with your dad. You went through a couple of years, obviously. I mean, and, and during that point in time, obviously, mortgage mortgage business was it was up, it was down, it was up, it was down, and then we started seeing a rise, you know, um, yeah. in the housing market and things of that nature. Because understand, and, and I, and I'm I'm questionable to your age. I'm not I'm not sure how old you are.
2: How old do you think I am?
1: Uh, you got to be in your late twenties.
2: Yeah. Okay. 20, almost twenty nine. My wife keeps reminding me I'm almost a year from thirty. So, all right. So, in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, and two thousand eight, I was your age. Okay.
1: When the when we went through the, the Great Recession, I was in the car business at that point. Okay. And I remember the housing market and the and 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 mortgages, the mortgage market, and everything else like that. I remember that. That uh, that world, and I remember when that happened. We had a lot of people in the car business that went into the mortgage industry because of the housing boom back then, and they were making a lot of money. And then they had to come back into the car business because the mortgage and housing industry went down, and things of that nature. But yeah, you, you never you, you were never really in a time like we are right now in this industry. Thank God that the housing side of things is still is still leveraging up. But even back then. Scott, they there they there were really there was really no one out there properly, in my opinion, marketing themselves in your industry. It was all very cookie cutter, it was all very corporate. Yeah. Um, what do you think the reason is of why now these businesses in your industry or the people in your industry are starting to loosen up? Is it because of your generation and my generation of finally going taking it off and going, look. We can do this differently.
2: I think it is a mix of that and the fact that there's a lot of other people out there like yourself and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins and a lot of these, you know, media type people that have really taken that front by storm. And I feel like people are starting to realize how far in its infancy it still is. And the fact that like this is going to be the next step for the next 20 to 50 years in terms of how you can market yourself and it's free. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a mix of, of both of those things. So,
1: yeah, I'm going to need your
2: help on a LinkedIn post that I put out, actually. Oh, well, I'm bad with LinkedIn, man. I got I to gotta step my game up what on that.
1: the fuck on LinkedIn? I, I mean, you're nuts. So it's interesting, right? So I, there's a video, there's a video that was put out. And I'm sure, I know you've seen it, of the guy that has the, the. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's like a, it's like a, uh, he's a contractor. He's in there and he's doing the the caulking with the, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? It's, it, the guy's got a, he's got like a pole, and he's doing the caulking um, yeah. on the walls. It's it's an interesting video. I'll send it to you. Cool. The video's got 40. Last time I looked, it's got 45 million views on TikTok. Jesus. 45 million views. Now, I took that video. I downloaded it from TikTok. And by the way, if anybody wants to know a real quick hack about downloading videos from TikTok, this is an interesting one. Take the video and download it as a live photo to your camera roll. Then go into your camera roll, click it, and then when you go up to the very top, there's a, I'm sorry, in the very bottom right-hand corner, there's a little square and a triangle. Uh, on an iPhone. If you're a fucking Android user, then go fuck yourself because I don't use an Android. (laughs) Click that bottom, that little square with the arrow on it, click it, and then click save as video. And that way you can actually download the video from TikTok without the TikTok watermark on it. So interesting hack for you if you guys want to use that. But anyway, I took the video, I put it on LinkedIn. I said, wow, Look at how amazing this is. You guys are shitting on TikTok. You're trying to figure out ways to get more brand awareness around your brand. This guy does a video, a 15-second video of him caulking with this interesting tool that he created. And he's got 45 million views. You know it converted to some business. It had to have. And right. now other people are downloading and sharing it on other platforms. I shared it on Facebook and LinkedIn myself. So that content made its way to other platforms. And I got massive feet in the comments section on it. Really? Well, they- I and I just... But I like that. I like if someone is negatively going to come. I wait for those people because then I'm, I start to test them. I'm like, huh, really? I was like, how many times have you, have you posted TikTok? Oh, how many of your videos have gone 45 million views? You don't have a fucking room to talk. Unless you hit 45 million views on, on a video, which you may have, I have no idea.
2: No man, just just one is at one a little over a million. So I'll take it. There you go. So you are really unless you've gone
1: viral, you don't have a fucking leg to stand on in saying something bad about someone else on any platform. That's bottom line. You you have no clout whatsoever to be able to talk about it. But it was really interesting to me that people were so so quick to throw that hate. I do see it coming down on TikTok, but I just thought it was interesting to share that because um, it's. Free social media, you cannot complain when it's free. There's no reason for you to complain about something if it's free. If you're paying for it, I get it. But if it's free, come on, guys. I mean, this is fucking
2: ridiculous. I agree
1: 100%. So let's get into – you were you were doing the social media posting. You were doing your own thing. You're, doing, you're, you're going through things. What all of a sudden popped into your fucking head where you were like, you know what? I'm going to start doing – I'm going to switch up my content completely and I'm gonna start going this way what what was the thing that clicked in your head where you were like all right'm I'm, I'm gonna do this run me through the uh, the the origin of that mortgage guy
2: yeah so what it was is I actually I think I, I told you this previously but I started the very first medical cannabis magazine in Maryland um, I started the social medias the day my son was born built the website myself and uh, founded it all and it was uh, one of those things where that was kind of my first go around with content creation and really trying to build a brand organically through social media. And I took everything that I was doing there and transformed it into what I'm do- now doing with that mortgage guy. And the content there was a little bit different. It was a lot of still photos. It wasn't necessarily video content, but I am a big follower of Gary Vee, um, and he's part of the reason I've jumped in completely on the video content side. And I've I just took that formula and put it into that mortgage guy. And what's crazy is I'm only like seven or eight months in to doing this. It's it's not even been like three, four, five years like you would think. And I it, I feel grateful because I I never expected it to happen so fast. Um, I just wanted it to be a component of my business that I could hopefully grow through and you know express myself. And um, for the first five to six years of my my life or my life, my career, I was so prim and proper. And I was also on the younger end, you know, in terms of what loan officer ages are. So I felt like I had to be really professional. And I was almost like a robot and never really let like my goofiness or my authenticity shine through. And I realized that uh, it was probably the biggest mistake I made in the early parts of my career because it's, um, it's just taken me leaps and bounds just in the last half of the year. It's just been unreal. So
1: well, sometimes, you know, <clears throat> you, when, when you're younger, you, you, there's a, uh, there's a doubt that you have in your mind where, you know, how are, are people going to really take me seriously? Because if I'm only 20 some years old, I don't have the experience. I, I don't have the experience to be able to make an opinion or have an opinion about something or how right. to do something. Right. Um, and I just remember when, when I was in my twenties, I remember I had a couple mentors and. They would always tell me, you're full of piss and vinegar, man. You're full of piss and vinegar. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And they would just be like, you're, you're go, 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 but you're not thinking about the the the, uh, the ending to the situation. So you might say something that might make sense right now, but in 20 years, you're going to know when you're 40 years old that it didn't make sense at all for you saying that. In this situation, it makes sense to you at 20 some years old, but not at 40. Right. And I, I would always – you know, do the same thing that all 20-year-olds do. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, you old man, like da 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 but at the end of the day, now I'm the old man and I've got guys that, that and, and gals that, that you know, ask me questions and I'm like, look, 20 years you are going to think completely different about all this. What I find interesting now is that you being at 29 years old, starting this brand now, and I call it a brand because it really truly is. This, this is a brand that you have that is, is something that you quite honestly could make, I mean, well you probably do make money with it but at the end of the day, this is something that you created you're, you might have a little bit of doubt going oh man, if I would have started this earlier would it have made, Like, could I have done this and, and that may not necessarily be true most of the time it's just, it's just about timing and it's also about platform right, like it's taken me, Christ man, if you go back into my Instagram, all the way fucking back dude, well, to like when fucking Instagram first came out like I was trying real, it took me fucking years, but it also took me, it also took me meeting the right people to help grow that too, right? right. So what's interesting about you is you were doing Facebook, you were doing Instagram, you were probably doing some other stuff. It, it, it's, it's a goddamn travesty that you're not on LinkedIn and you really need to be and you should do it today.
2: I, I am on there, I just, I need to get better at posting. You gotta post there
1: and I can't, I, I can't stress it enough. And if you're the, if you're gonna be a Gary v, uh guy, then you better get on LinkedIn because he's been telling you that left and right. And I'm just telling you, it's a, it's a great platform, especially for you, because the, that platform is dying for people like you and the content that you put out. They're dying for that. I can yeah. tell you that right now. Um, what did you download TikTok? But when,
2: while it was still Musically, I did not. No, so I downloaded it. I want to say in like November timeframe, maybe okay. early December. Um, and I, I was listening to one of Gary's podcasts and he was raving about the organic reach on there. And I was like, you know, let me, let me check it out. And, uh, it took, I mean, it was, I didn't pop off right away. I just, I made it kind of like another piece of the content that I was doing on a daily basis. And at the time it was more informational videos. Like I hadn't really touched on the music videos and covers and parodies and skits and stuff like that. And that was really kind of broke me into that realm and seeing all these different creatives out there that were doing all different types of things and it wasn't until like my 43rd or 44th video that got like three or four hundred thousand views and i was like wow this is this is real like so yeah anybody out there who's just getting started on it don't get discouraged you got to keep going you you can't let it get you down and it's just a matter of time and consistency and and figuring out the platform really
1: so yeah i mean i'm 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 still I'm still testing. I'm using my own profile as a test, right? Like, cause I put out a whole bunch of different types of shit. Like my, I've never, even if, my, even my Instagram is the same way. Like I've never stuck to a customization. A lot of people do that. I've never stuck to a real customization. Um, and there's, there's, I have like three, I think three videos that helped, that helped me. There was the one, the, the video that we did, the original video that we did, and it was simply a test. We did a, we did that PETA tears video for Jimmy's. Okay. As a production, one of my buddies is, is, is uh, does a production in uh, California. As a production company in California, we did a video for Jimmy's for Pita Tears, and that was a great video. It went viral. I did a whole bunch of other stuff. I put that on my TikTok, and it blew the fuck up. Which that got me my first round of like good, because you know when you blow up on like a when when if when you put out one piece of content and you let it go, mm-hmm. it continues to grow. That one TikTok can can create thousands of followers for you. Yeah. But then also puts massive pressure on you too. Because then you start to think to yourself, you're like, oh shit, like now what do I I gotta I gotta keep doing this, you yeah. you know what I mean, to keep it going. And what I found is like I and when that first video popped off, I was like, Oh shit, shit, I gotta I gotta figure out another Next video. One. I'm like, we gotta do another video like that. And I was like, Shit, all right. And so I wasn't able to do that. So I had to go back to like my my other stuff. And then I think I put another video out about uh, parenting it was a parenting talk that I did and it was about the three hour rule that we've been doing with our kids and that one went off and it was like, um, you know, it's frustrating it's frustrating, but those two I think it was three videos total I would have to go back and look now, but those three videos helped me build my following up but what I'm noticing now, and I know that you've got to be noticing this is I'm noticing now like uh, it's starting, like the organic reach now is starting to, to taper off to where it was
2: Yeah. are you seeing that? it's definitely starting to plateau and I'm noticing that the followers that I'm getting are a lot less plentiful than it was like, it's crazy. Like my videos are still popping off. I'm I'm now getting like eight to 25,000 views almost on every video. But in the beginning I was gaining, like I would, I would pop off and have a 30 to 50,000 view video and I would gain like a thousand or 2000 followers. And now it's a hundred to 400. And so it's definitely plateauing to some extent. And maybe it's just because it's becoming more saturated. There's a lot more people on it, but, um, 100%. Yeah. That's
1: exactly. That's exactly the reason behind it now, but they're also testing things, right? They're also testing different things too. So they're, they're, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to go into that a couple of the things that Scott does really, really well and, and how it matches up to what currently TikTok is looking for from, from its creators. But, um, one of the things that's really interesting. So, so there was a there was a. This is back when you were allowed to go to a restaurant, and a bar, and get together and have a bunch of people around. Scott and I uh, finally in person we got to meet up at um, it was. Michaels, right? right?
2: Was it Michaels?
1: No, no. It was a. It was the. It was the uh, bar. It was the bar right in False Point? What is it? Right on
2: the corner. Oh, at the uh, yeah yeah the Bond bon Street Social.
1: Bond Street Social. Yeah, it was down there. So. Scott and I finally meet up on street social. Little did I know that this motherfucker's six foot eight. I'm sitting there like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And, uh, you know, we, we, it was cool because I was like, all right, cool, finally. Like, I see that. i can like, we, you go back and forth and he understands what I'm saying. And I remember, and I was like, God, I got I to gotta catch up to this, dude. And I think you had, like, I'm just thinking about followers right now. And we're just talking about, but this, I'm, I have a point to this. I think at that point you had, like, 11,000. And you were you were like whatever and then i remember you like i was like dude go fucking heavy as shit and you just went like gangbusters like the next day you and almost and ever since then you've been doing it and i don't even know what you're up to now you gotta be yeah, 40 or 50 now. yeah it
2: should be over like 40k by the end of the week yeah
1: yeah and and since that time i would i kept using you as an example because i really didn't understand why there were so many people that were not on the platform, and you just continue to grow and grow and grow. And here, here's really what it ended up being, right? Consistency, n- not really truly overthinking the content, putting out content that makes sense. That again, we were talking about educate education, information, entertainment, which he's doing in every single one of those TikToks that you see. I would say a majority of them, five out of, like let's say he does five TikToks a day, four out of the five of those are giving you information in an entertaining way, right? Yeah based upon that now that you're at that 40 or 50 the question is now the question really is now as it's starting to teeter off and it's starting to get saturated as you and i kept telling people go 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 download this application people are doing it are you are you believing that it's now starting to have that plateau and it's and we're we're at a point now where we really have to go another step or another mile to really continue to keep people's attention
2: So that's something I've been playing with because obviously in the last three, four weeks with my transition to my new company and with the, uh, you know, just the craziness at hand and what's happening with society in this pandemic, um, I've been, I've just been inundated with business. So I've kind of had to step back from it where I'm still doing one video a day, sometimes two videos a day. But um, yeah, I mean, I was going heavy there for a minute where I was doing three to four, and I, I want to try to get back to that. I've just gotten to a point where I have to facilitate this business. I've been in the office until 9, 10 p.m. most nights, working all weekend. Um, and, you know, my reputation comes first. And, wow, that is amazing. And I, I I find myself pushing myself too hard, not necessarily overthinking content, but I want content to be, you know, really good content. Like, what if like you said I wanted to have those three pillars and I don't want to put out something that's just half-assed um, or not have much thought into it so um yeah i think i need to step my game up again and I, my goal is hopefully in the next week or so now that things have kind of calmed down i can really hone in and focus and um yeah maybe we'll get get into a little bit of how like i select my content because it's a lot of not necessarily yeah,
1: do that I'd, I'd like to do that let's get let's get into let's get into how how you select it right like let's let's talk about and you know and i'm sure we're going to see more content from you anyway but let, let's talk about you, some of the tactics that you you've used, you know, to help some of these people. Because really, I think a lot of this episode is going to be for the people that haven't really tried it out yet, or maybe they maybe they downloaded and they don't know much about it. Right. Um Let's talk about some of the things that you've done to help kind of uh, get started or somewhat succeed on, on that platform.
2: So first off, I mean, when I first downloaded it, I um, I spent probably. 10 plus hours before I even posted any content, figuring out the platform, looking at the trends, watching these viral videos, and just figuring out these nuances that you know these content creators are putting into the videos. And um, once you spend some time doing that, you start to figure that stuff out. It's a lot of trends, it's a lot of dances, it's a lot of trending songs and songs that are hot on the platform. And what's cool about it is it's a lot of like little segments and there's a lot of sounds in there too. that are like from Disney movies and all, all these different things where like, I'm watching a Disney movie with my son and it was uh, the fan fantastic. No, not fantastic for it was um it was that superhero movie where it has the Elastigirl and the, the dad and the Incredibles. Incredibles. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's this little kid outside and he's like, Uh, What are you waiting for? I don't know, something amazing to happen, I guess. And I was like, that's TikTok, like, and it just dawned on me. But you, um, you start to see all these different trending sounds and songs. And um, once you start to tap into that, and the nuances that these content creators are putting into their videos, that's really what I've utilized. And like, at the end of the day, I'll sit in bed when my wife falls asleep, and I, I can't sleep too well ever. I'm just like always going and I love it, but um, I'll sit, I'll sit there and have my AirPods in and I'm just scrolling through the for you page. And what's nice about it now is I show a lot of love, but I've become more selective with like liking posts Mm -hmm. because I'll actually like a post and it it will like, it will save it in your profile where you can have your little heart section of posts that you've liked. And a lot of the content that I see, I'm regurgitating to some extent with our craft and things that we're talking about whether it's like a song that I'm like, oh, I could twist this in this angle and talk about this, or you know, a skit or a trend or a dance or whatever, whatever it is, um, I'm literally just spending an hour to two hours a night going through the For You page, consuming content, figuring out three to four videos. And I have a, a ton of things that I need to work on, but I've, I've just been kind of like selecting my most favorite one that I'm not overthinking because it's just coming to me you know, in the moment. Uh, But it's nice, like in the beginning, I was saving the sounds in my notes section on my phone, and then I realized there's that heart section of the post that you have liked, and you can go back and and look at those videos, and it's a lot easier to remember when you're looking at that video, again. you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, I wanted to do it this way, you know, and literally when you see that video, you click the sound bar in the bottom right corner, that little record spinning with the music symbols, and you hit use the sound, and you create the piece of content. I mean, normally it only takes me like five to ten minutes to do a video, because it, that's what I love about the platform too, is it's not so fancy, like the post-production of it. It's really, it's a really raw platform and that's what performs best on there anyway. So it's kind of cool that it doesn't have to be too fancy too. So,
1: yeah. And, and that's one of the, th- it's, it's funny you say that you don't sleep very well because I don't either. And a majority of our conversations, when well, we do have conversations they are later, later, just like Mike, you, obviously you, you we're all everybody's in that group of like me, Mike, you, Paul. The, everybody kind of does stuff to get TJ. Yeah. stuff together, and you know it's like a lot of the conversations that happen between all of us are on Instagram in the DM at like eleven, from like eight thirty to like oh hey I got something. It really came up at like two o'clock in the morning because none of us sleep. and It's just how we are. Yeah. But it's funny because I do the exact same thing. And if I if I see something that I like, especially sounds now, like sounds for me, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um. You can go and you just hit add to favorites, and you can add that to your favorites, and you can go back later and go, oh, yep, I wanted to make this video. I wanted to make this video with this sound, this sound. So it's a really great platform to be able – it's like you don't even need to leave the platform to be able to organize your content. In fact, you can even shoot a bunch of TikToks, save them in your drafts, and have them ready to go. Um, you know, I mean, you can shoot three TikToks in 10 minutes and then have them ready to go out over the next three days if you wanted to do it that way. So there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, there's a couple new things that they've, I know not everybody has it. I know, I know you have it. I know I have it. It looks like they're, they're favoring people right now that have good interaction and engagement on their profiles. We both were able to get the, um, uh, URL to be able to put our website in our profile. And I know that some people don't have that yet. Yeah. Um, and I knew that that was coming. I, you know, we, we, I, I know that you probably follow this too. Well, a lot of, if you follow Doyan, du, uh, which is the the uh, Chinese version of TikTok, um, where they do a majority of their beta testing before they release it to us and to like Australia and stuff like that. Um, they they were talking about the URL and they were able to get it there. Massively, massively um, good for business. And again, this goes back to the people that are saying, like, how can I convert from this mobile application? My God, dude, if you have a fucking website or a link tree URL or something like that, let's write your profile. But here's the other funniest thing about this. And this one, I know for a fact, you've gotten followers from it. I know that I have. To be able to have your Instagram profile in your TikTok profile, if somebody likes your TikTok, this is, the, this is the customer journey, by the way. This is the user journey of a TikTok user. They see your TikTok, they like it. They they peak. It piques their interest. They visit your profile. They see your profile. They see that you have an Instagram. They click your Instagram. If they like what they see there, let's say you're public, which you sh- fucking should be. I don't know why anybody would be goddamn private right now. Right. You're public. You get a follow. <clears throat> I know for a fact your Instagram following has gone up from that. There's no question about it. I know
2: mine has. Dude, it's been over th- almost a thousand people since January. I can't even
1: believe it's not more than that for you. That's, yep. that's beyond, that is fucking beyond my, I don't understand it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now that, you know, we're going to put this out and obviously people are going to see your Instagram profile um, in, in, the, in the podcast episode. So please go fucking follow the guy's Instagram. I mean, it makes no goddamn sense to me. I mean, the shit on his TikTok's fire. You should be on his Instagram page too because quite honestly, you're
2: taking some of the stuff that you're doing on TikTok, TikTok and you're putting it on your Instagram page, right? Yeah, I am. And honestly, there's a lot of content that I'm doing on Instagram and Facebook that isn't on TikTok because it just doesn't fit with yep. you know, the portrait style video content. It's just a little bit different, so.
1: See, I don't follow any of those rules. I, I do, and that's what I like about mine is I just do whatever the fuck I feel like doing. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes it's the opposite. Of what I tell people to do. And there's a reason for that. Majority of the time, it's me testing to see right. what works. Like I've taken TikToks and put them on LinkedIn, I've taken um, uh, uh, TikToks and put them on Instagram just to see what, what's happening. Um, and it, it's my job to do that. My job is to test those types of things and see what works. So then I can, t- I can go and then say, hey, this is working, right? Like you should do this. Just like I'm saying to you, you should take some of these TikToks and put them on your LinkedIn page that makes sense. Cause I believe it'll help grow there too. Um, that, that's what's funny too,
2: is I, I did that paper towel challenge. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes, I loved it. It was great. Yours was awesome. Literally, that's my most viewed Instagram video by like two thousand views. It got like almost three thousand views organically on IG, and it has like over—I think it's almost up to two hundred likes or something on it. But I've never had that type of engagement on there, so it was it was cool to see that. You know what's funny about that? What's that? Well, I saw
1: that in just Disco- and the Dis- so. By the way, just so you guys know, if you go to, when you open up your TikTok and you hit, first hit skip ads because you're gonna fucking do that anyway, go to your discovery go to the discovery portion of the of the of the application and look in there and see what's trending mm-hmm. and I do that so I see that trend going right and I'm going I'm going to fucking do this and I'm going to put it on fucking Instagram this is going to be it was like the, it was like the morning that it was on there right nobody had done it yet next thing I know Scott does it then <laughs> fucking Gary does it and then I'm like I'm dead serious, dude. I was like, if I fucking do it now, it, it, it's, it's fucking pointless for me to do it now. I said, all my boys did it. So what's what's the fucking point now? Like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, now I don't even want to do it. And I just didn't do it. I was so pissed because I was like, man, this is right up my alley.
2: Yeah.
1: But I didn't do it just because I was like, at this point, I was like, eh, I was like, everybody else is now doing it. So like, nah, maybe I shouldn't do it. But I remember seeing yours and I was like, man, nah, I can't beat that one. That was a good one. I was like, I'm not taking any fire away from him on this one. This that was that was fucking good. He did a really good job on it. So, um, but that's that's one of the great things about the app is if if your if, if your if brain and this happens a lot to us, we'll go through a creative. Uh, it's like when you're writing a book, all of a sudden you hit a wall and you're like, ah, I just can't think of anything. Like it's yeah. just working, and that's why the discovery page is so great because if you go to that discovery page. It can give. It can pop, start popping in ideas into your head, and then you can go. Oh, I can do that. I can take this, and I can do that. Right. right. Um, I think that was something that you did a really good job. You have continued to do a really good job when again mi- mixing up the content because um, a lot of the times we we stick to what's worked, and right. then we think that that's the only thing that's going to work. Right. Yeah. So you do a good job of, of mixing that up. So. Do you, so this is what this is this is part of the story. Just so you guys know, we Scott does well. He's he's doing awesome on TikTok. He's doing awesome in business. He's working for his family. And then here, here's what always happens: you start to get well known in the industry. Mm-hmm. You start to get well known in public, right? Yeah. There's a couple times where Scott's walking down. You come and watch. There's a couple times Scott's walking down the flashy street. And somebody goes, hey, you're that guy. There was a time, there was another time where there I, I believe you guys are in the green turtle, you and your wife. Is it green Looney? Turtles? Looney's Bel Air. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're sitting at the guy table with your wife and a girl comes over and, and starts saying, Oh my god, it's you, it's the guy that said everything else.
2: And of course, as guys, you know, we're like, oh,
0: right? here we go. You
2: know, I look I look over my wife and she's like, like, who is this bitch? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, but at the end of the day, dude, you know what I'm saying? She, she was definitely holding her hand walking out of there like, yeah, that's my man, like this that, and everything else. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's Nicole's like that with me just so everybody knows. I don't post a lot about Nicole, but Nicole's like that. Like she'll be things where like, who's this girl liking your stuff? And I'm like, oh my God, would you fucking stop? Ridiculous. But you start to, you, at that point, you start having what's called leverage. Right. Leverage is a very interesting thing. And so now I know because I'm, I'm now inadvertently I'm in that industry in a way, in one way or the other whether it's through relationships and friends and stuff like that, which is right. great. People start asking me about it. Like, hey, I see your friend with Scott. You know, is he thinking about maybe? Is he ever thinking about maybe moving, or is he ever thinking about maybe coming here and this and thing else? And so. We know that now, at that point, nine months later, you became in demand. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was because you had attention. Right? You had people's attention. Not necessarily the, pe- the and people in the industry, you of course had their attention, but you also had people's attention outside the industry that you could do business with. Yeah. That being said, take me through what
2: happened next. So I uh, recently left my dad's company. I was there for seven years, uh, became the top producer in the last few years. And I love him to death. It was the experience that got me to where I am and, you know, figured out my passion of marketing and branding and and things like that. But um, I really felt that I wanted to take my role and my brand to a whole new level and with my dad's company being a smaller company, um, we only had so much support and only so many resources. And, um, I was, I felt restricted on many fronts and there was a lot of discussions between him and I, you know, over the last few years of different things that I wanted to change and do. And, um, I just, I felt like I need to make needed to make the leap, you know, and figure it out for myself. And, um, so that's kind of why I did it. And it's, it's actually been amazing. It's, it's been, I think, one of the best decisions I've ever made at this point. It was very difficult, probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. But um, it, I feel like it's necessary for the growth. You know. And now I'm with First Home Mortgage. We're the number one purchase lender on the East Coast. And they're in that position for a reason. And um, that's really what it's all about is the growth. So, yeah, you and, I, you
1: and I had an offline, well, I'll say offline, but we, you and I had a conversation, I think, before you even left mm-hmm. um, when we had talked about, you know, and, and I, I tell everybody the exact same thing that's ever in a situation like this, whether it's family, with family, or it's with the current business that you're working for, dude, you, you got to do what's best for you and your family. You got to do what's best for you and your family. And this goes back to one of the things I said in the beginning of the episode, if you're going to handcuff a creative, I'm telling you. The, the clock then starts ticking on that person. That it doesn't matter who you are, if that person cannot express themselves, they're out and they will look for every way out possible. But at that point, dude, I know for a fact you were the number one prospect in the draft pool a couple months ago. Yeah. I mean people wanted to get their hands on you.
2: Yeah, it was uh, I know for a fact because I, I was trying I was working on that. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> gotcha. I'm called to work on that. It was, no, um, it, it definitely felt good. And, and honestly, like I said, with, it wasn't necessarily about that, but uh, it definitely helped that that was happening in the interim because it, it wasn't something that just happened in the last few months. It, sure. it was something that had kind of been brewing for quite some time. That was actually part of the reason I started the magazine because I, I was frustrated and I felt. Like cornered, I felt like I couldn't do anything. I happened to let my dad down and leave, and um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I got just got to a point where you know I've got my second son on the way. I have to put emotions aside. It's it's not necessarily about you know my love for him and the fact that he he was my best man at my wedding. He's one of my best friends, and it was it was tough. But like um, I had to take the emotion out of it, and um, it's really just all about the growth. And it was nice that. Like over the last six months, I, I definitely exploded because that definitely helped with the offers and and getting to where I am right at this moment. But um, it was a, a long time coming. So
1: it, and it seems to me like you have the ability now, and I'm sure that that was part of a, a part of you going there was you have free reign when you're creative. You're allowed you're allowed to do what you want when you want. It seems like um, it yes. seems a good team. I mean, it looks like you're you're. I don't, I don't know if it's a partner or your boss or whatever it is. It looks like he's involved. He's having a good time. Um, and enjoying it. I know. I, I mean, he's not, he's not one of us on the camera yet, but he's getting there because I saw him in it and he it looked like he was, he was enjoying it and stuff like that. So it's, again, the culture sometimes has to fit. And if the culture doesn't fit, um, then that can be a problem too. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's just business. It's not, it's nothing personal. It's just, yeah. business. this is how it works. Right. Um, So now we're in this situation where now you've, you've let, I mean, this is a really interesting story because you, if we're taking it back to where we started and I mean, literally most people, most people, if they have the ability to work with a family business, they don't want to leave that. They feel like, Oh my God, I'm dude, I'm bulletproof. I'm secure. Right. Like I'll always have a job. This is great. This is something that all human beings on the planet look for is that security. It shows the entrepreneurial, mindset that you have, um, even though you work for somebody else, but you're still an entrepreneur because you have the entrepreneurial mindset of doing different things, being creative, but also taking risks. And I find that most people don't do that. Um, especially in a time like this, they don't want to take risks, right? They want to be extremely, they want to feel extremely secure in what they're doing. Um, how, Do you plan now, and this is where, because now you you obviously have a major digital footprint. You're you're applying into your business. Business is good. I know you're extremely freaking busy right now. Um, How do you see the mortgage industry evolving or changing? And maybe we can talk about the real estate industry as well with this. How do you see it changing from a marketing standpoint in a situation like this
2: that we're currently in? So I think right now, like, especially with the pandemic, video content is so big. I mean, you can't be in person right now. You can't be on the street. You're super limited with getting together and like, I can't even meet my realtors for lunch or breakfast or get a coffee right now. So, um, you know, digital right now is even more king than it ever has been just because like we are so limited on every other front, but I feel like, um, I feel like the content generation is just in its infancy. And I think our industry has been kind of quick to grasp it, but there's not a lot of people that are really taking full advantage of it consistently, you know, and trying to build a brand from it. There's definitely a good, good handful of people out there that are doing a fantastic job, but there's also a lot of people that aren't, you know, who haven't quite figured it out yet. But I think in the next three to five years, especially with what's going on right now, people are going to start figuring that out. It's going to start becoming more saturated, just like TikTok. And the bottom line is, is the sooner that you're on it, you know, and to it, it's just like the early adopters win. And it's the truth. Like I kind of got lucky being one of the first mortgage guys on TikTok because there really wasn't, there was a handful of other people. And since then now there's thousands. Yeah. So, and
1: you dominate that
2: hashtag from, from what I've seen.
1: I, I, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of people right now. There's a lot of mortgage people that have trucked that, that are on there. they yep. are, attempting, um, but I believe that you are the go-to. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that you're not, you may, may or may not be verified on there yet, because I believe that you were one of the first mortgage people that were on there. Um, I believe that that ver- verification will eventually come based on the content that you put out. But I also believe that when you search those hashtags and your content shows up, there's a reason for that. It's because the platform is favoring you because you were there way before everybody else and you were right. putting the type of content way before everybody else. And people tend to trust those people that were early adopters. It's just how it is, they're yeah. no longer than everyone else. How are you going to, how do you see the market right now? I mean, I know we're only in, in, in a, you know, cause I want to transition a little bit. Mm-hmm this whole week has been like a fucking night- nightmare dream kind of state for me. I know it's may, may or may not have been for you. I wake up every morning and I'm kind of like in a haze where I'm like, is, is this like, is this real right now? Like, I mean, it feels like it came out of nowhere. Do you, what is your predictions right now from a standpoint on the industry for, for the real estate industry, mortgage industry? What, what, what are your, what are your, you know, what are you seeing? Can you foresee anything?
2: Yeah, so I think that uh, in the next 30 to 60 days, things are really gonna settle down. Um, And with these rate fluctuations that we're seeing right now, even with home inventory, there's a lot of sellers that are pulling their homes off the market that are in the older age category who don't want people coming through their houses because they're scared about this virus. And uh, on the rate front as well, there's, I mean, there's just so much instability. I I got, got a memo today that there were hundreds of thousands of people that were cashing their CDs and bonds and and pulling cash out of the bank and that's part of the reason that rates went from like three and a half percent yesterday all the way up to like 4.25 to four and a half percent today in literally less than 24 hours i've never seen that in my entire career Um, in terms of the fluctuations it's just absolutely insane but i'm hoping and i think that once the dust settles and people start calming down and this pandemic you know is behind us and people aren't as worried I think the rates are going to drop to the lowest point that we've ever seen in the history of the United States. And I'm hoping it will stay at that level. Um, And I think it's a mix of the fact that the Fed have lowered the federal funds rate to the lowest it can almost possibly be right now. And um, there's a lot of people on the sidelines that are sitting at home who either want to list their house or want to buy a house because it's spring inventory, it's spring market, and this is what happens right now. And I think that it's extremely stunted by what we're faced with. And my hope is, is that it's going to really heavily pop off in late May to like June timeframe where you're going to have the heat of the summer rush on top of the fact that the spring market was really kind of cut off. And so we'll see. But that's my prediction. And I hope, hope that's the case because that would be nice. But um,
1: I think that's a good prediction. I, I mean, and, and President Trump had said something in, in one of the uh, addresses that he had the other day. I've been, I've been watching all along. And uh, he stated that you know, his belief is when, when this is all over, that the economy is going to burst. Like, I mean, burst like we've never seen anything before. And I truly believe that. Yeah. I, it's, not a po- it's not a positive mindset type of thing. It's that we came, we came into this very quickly and very, very fast. And I, I still think people are in shock and I believe at the same time, we're inside. So mo- most people are staying inside their houses. Like they're not even leaving their fucking neighborhoods, right? right. Um, we have no reason to. Based on that, my belief is is that when <laughs> we get a clear, when the restaurants can open back up and this, that, and everything else can open back up, I'm telling you right now, man, people are going to be ready to spend money, like heavily ready to spend money. Um, and I think you're going to see a great economy on this. And in fact, it's interesting that you say, like, people are pulling their money out of the banks and cashing their CDs and their 401ks and stuff like that. My God, dude. I've been sitting in front of the computer, I mean, other than the majority of the stuff that I've been doing, Mm -hmm. monitoring, you know, our clients and working with my team and everything else like that and working with restaurants trying to figure out, you're trying to help them from a financial standpoint, you know, hey, look, we're going to continue working. Don't, Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Right. I'm looking at a lot of stocks with a lot of opportunity to make a lot of money coming out of this. Yeah it's interesting. One, one of our buddies, Max, uh, Max, I think his last name Stidham, a great guy, uh, believe he's, I believe he's in the mortgage industry. Um, he was talking about CDS uh, stop. And it, you know, I, I think it, it had been trending around that 40 to $60, uh, per share. Um, and dude, it's at $11 right now. Right. I mean, if you got a little bit of money put away that you can drop into the stock market right now, I highly, highly recommend downloading a mobile app called Robinhood. I, if you if you're just a beginner in this, download a mobile app called Robinhood, connect it to your bank account, and go out there and start buying up little pieces of stock. Don't don't go don't, don't go crazy. Don't go fucking buying you know, emptying your bank account five grand and buying you know twenty shares of friggin'. Amazon,
2: but I well, said, unload my life savings. Come on.
1: <laughs> if you were going to buy Amazon stock though, right now at 17, well, I think it's an 18 something right now, but if you were yeah. going to buy Amazon, Amazon stock right now, today or tomorrow would be the day to buy Amazon stock. In my opinion,
0: I don't see it going any lower than
1: that 17 of where it was. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't think Bezos is going to let that happen. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is in crisis, there is opportunity.
2: Yeah.
1: Say that again. In crisis, there is opportunity. Whether or not you're the type of person to do that is really gonna be up to you. If you're listening, this is the decision time. This is the time where you need to start being creative and start trying new things. But also always you have to remember that in crisis, there's always opportunity. And those that are willing to take the opportunities will be the ones that stand at the top of the hill when we come out of it. And I believe we will come out of this a lot faster than 2007, 2008. I can just tell you, I, that's my, my belief. I agree. What's your, what's your, give me your opinion of how you think the president and I know this is maybe get a little bit political. How do you think he's handling this situation?
2: To be honest, man, I, uh, I only like to talk about things that I know. And I, uh, I have not been following it as closely as I should, should be. I've been so slammed and so busy, which has been great. But, um, I've been hearing some crazy stuff. Somebody said something to me today about Trump saying he's going to start giving everyone a thousand dollars a month or something along those lines.
0: Yeah.
2: I, um,
1: they are 50 billion, $50 billion. They're, they're, they're not set in place
2: that they're going to be sending Americans. Okay. Uh, see, and dude, I've been so like under a rock right now. Cause I've been sure. so, so busy that I haven't been keeping up on this stuff, but, um, I think, you know, I have my personal opinions about Trump. I think he's done a fantastic job in terms of the economy and jobs. Sure. And um, I, I'd i like to say he's doing – I think he's handling it okay. I think he's doing a good job. But um, I, I just – I only like to talk about things that I'm really educated on and I know. And to be honest, I don't know too much about that. My I'm- job as the host of this show is to make <laughs> you feel as uncomfortable as possible and ask you questions that could possibly
1: put you in situations. Now, I, I will comment for you. I believe that, um, and just so everyone knows, I don't, I'm one of those people where like, I just vote for who I like, but I will tell you, I believe that um, this situation would be difficult for anyone to handle. Yeah doesn't matter who would be president doesn't matter if Obama was president or Biden or, or, uh, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, it wouldn't matter who's president. This would be an extremely difficult thing to handle as a president. It's something that a president has really never, I mean, at this point in our lifetime, we've never had to deal with. Um, so I believe that, um, it's being handled properly at least up until this point and to the best of their ability of what, of what they can do. So it's, it's, it's been interesting to watch. Um, And it's historic. A lot of the things is you, we all have to remember is that this will pass. We will get through this. And it's a story that we will tell our kids, um, you know, when we're much, much older about this situation. Hopefully they never have to go through it again. Hopefully we have the proper procedures now that we're figuring out. This is the best time where we start com- coming up with new ideas and new features to be able to do these types of things. But it's, it, it, mm. it's uh, one of those things where sometimes it is a blessing to be able to live through times like this, because it also tests you.
2: Yeah.
1: In your own mental, from a, from a mental standpoint, how you can, how you don't sometimes realize how much you actually can push through and handle struggles um, you know, me being one of those people that has dealt with this, I mean, a lot of you have heard my story, but yeah, I've been there. I've, I've been in the, like, I'm, I got nothing, zero. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Like, I've been there. Um, and a lot of people are in that situation right now. The good news is, is that it's not going to last. You don't come out of it. You will figure out a way out of it. Mm-hmm. All do every single time. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I believe we, if we all stick together right now, I believe uh, doesn't matter what political side you're on. I believe if we all stick together right now, I believe it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to get through it than if we're all fighting on each sides. of, I don't believe this is true. I don't like him. I don't like her. It's easier for us just to all stick together and uh, help each other through it. Which seems like uh, our city is doing a very good job. And Baltimore's doing a great job. I, I believe in-, in doing that. I- I-
0: I'll talk to you something about
1: offline of what I saw that, that the I-, I believe the the uh, it was state attorney other mayor. Said something about legalizing something. I, I'll talk to you about it after the show. But and okay. it's interesting, if you WMAR, I think it's Channel 2, go on their website and check it out. It's something very interesting. It's craziness. But regardless of that, so you're do, so you. It, it's good to get that information about the industry right now because I, I, I believe that people have major opportunities in refinancing their house right now. I believe that people have major opportunities, and if there was a house they are looking at, it gives them great negotiations, uh, and a great negotiating room um, for purchasing a house. Great, great time also to sell the house. It's a great time. A lot of people are going to be like, dude, it's time to sell the house. Time to downsize. The economy might be tightening up a little bit, so it's a great time for you to sell your house too. So yeah. I. I I truly believe that your market I think is going to be kind of safe in this situation.
2: Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it. Yeah. And people are always going to buy and sell homes. So I think that uh, that's not going to change, but I think you're right in the next three to six months, fingers crossed. I really think we're going to hit the lowest rate range we've ever seen. And with the lack of inventory that we've seen in terms of homes that have been available this year, it's great on both sides. You know, like it's a great time to buy a house because your costs are extremely low um, your payment's going to be as low as it ever could have possibly been in the history of mortgage rates and what you would have paid in interest previously. And, you know, a lot of sellers are selling their homes for over list price because there are so many buyers in the market because of those reasons. So, um, so yeah, I think it's great on both sides. And I think you're right. Give me an
1: idea, like you said, when you say rates is low historically, right? Yeah. You know, I, I know that we're in the threes on, this, on the house that we're in.
2: Yeah. Uh, you talking twos? I think the 30 year fixed is going to hit the 2% range. I do. Yeah, maybe the high 2%, but there was a time two and a half, three weeks ago where some of my government programs were at 2.75% on the 30 year fixed rate. So. Um, is this a shot call? It sounds like this is a shot call. A <laughs> shot call. What
1: do you mean? You're putting out a shot call on the rates. I'd like to see this because I would love to come back to this video in 36 months and say, I believe, Scott Bentley said, I believe you're gonna see rates in the twos
2: in three to six months. I think so, I think it's gonna be in the high 2% range. We'll see, and obviously I'm hoping for it too because that would be beautiful, it would be amazing for me as well, but um, based on where the federal funds rate is and the economy and what's going on, I I think it's very possible.
1: Wow, and that's great news for everybody, man. Yeah. absolutely great news for everybody let's um, as we as we start to get towards the end here um because this has been one of our longer shows but i think it's been a great show i, I mean i i'm having a blast here i could talk to scott for hours and he's one of those guys where chit chat with him all day long um i always like to end the show with two questions six answers okay and uh i believe the way that we should start this one is the first question should be i want to, i want you to give three let's stick to your let's stick to your popular platform tiktok give me three tips for people that are currently either haven't downloaded the app yet or have downloaded the app and they haven't posted anything yet or just coming or hit or struggling with content. Give me right. three, three tips or tricks that you've used using that platform to help you either a get more awareness or we can even talk about your viral video, but let's give them three tips to, to lead them with.
2: Yeah. So playing on the trending songs, Tapping into your authenticity and sticking to that, you know, don't, don't stray from what you think is funny or entertaining because it's going to be a matter of time before people start to un- understand you and the context of you and how you are. So don't stray from that and, and be as original as you possibly can be. And I'd say the last piece is, um, you know, just having the courage to put yourself out there, you know, don't, don't be afraid and don't overthink it and, and just be yourself. So that's what i would say
1: yeah because i think a lot of people overthink right and what what what's interesting is that like if most of the time if you just be yourself like it could be the most it could be the most unthought out video that's 15 to 13 seconds long 13 yeah. or 15 seconds long, fifteen and, and it ends up getting massive views and you're like i don't get it okay fine that's what i'm gonna post up so all great tips. That first one, especially, keep that in the back of your mind. The trending song is always a good one. You can go in into the volume section of that and turn the volume down to two if you want while you're talking, and that yep. sound will still show up um, in in the algorithm, which is great. So you're still using a trending song, yet your voice is is higher than the actual sound, and then vice versa if you want to do it that way. Um, yep. These times, I believe that, and especially in the situation that we're in right now, I believe that this audience probably needs some positivity.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and I know that you've been through, you've been through struggles. There's no question about it. But you mom, dad, you know, divorced when you were younger or whatever, it was like, you're, you, you guys moved here. You didn't have any, you had to make new friends. You had to do all this yet. You you've recently had to leave your family business to go out and, and pursue what you wanted to pursue and all that type of stuff. So you've been through your struggles and things. Um, give me three things that have continues continuously kept you motivated um, into uh, making these things kind of appear and, um, you know, through that visualization, make those things happen in your life?
2: Yeah. I would say mindset is probably my number one factor. Um, try, trying to stay positive and see the good in everything because there's always good that comes from a lot of things that you think are negative. Um, I would say number two, um, you caught me off guard with these questions, man. Um, I, <laughs> number two would be, um, you know, being, or at least trying to be the hardest worker in the room and doing the best that you possibly can in every instance. Um, and I would say number three would be, um, you know, following through and, and delivering, um, on what you say you want to do and what you want to try. Uh, I would say those are probably the top three things for me.
1: So. And I think all those, I think all three of those are great. Um, I can tell you that all three of those, I personally, um, you, every day, th- those are the three things that, that, that keep me going every single day. Um, when I was younger, when I was, when I was Scott's age, God, I can't even believe I'm saying shit like this right now. Like when I was younger, when I was Scott's age, when I was in my 20s, like 20s uh, when I was in the car business, I paid the, I printed out a piece of paper. This is back when we you know, printed shit out. We couldn't do crazy stuff. I printed out a piece of paper and it said, successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. Yeah. I took that to the front of my desk and I ended up being number one sales guy in, in the dealerships that I sold cars in and went through. But that was, a, that was a, something that I always, I've always gone by. Successful people do what, what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. And I think that breeds well to um, your comment of being the hardest worker in the room. And here's the thing. Maybe you're not the hardest worker in the room here's the here's what you should do next become friends with the person who's the hardest worker in the room yeah or who you surround yourself with i just put that out on instagram today if if anything who you surround yourself with is is what will be the driver in what happens in your life and um you know scott i can tell you that being surrounded myself with you is um and your content uh and friendship um has uh is is is, I'm, i'm happy that you're in my circle i'm happy that you're one of those people that I know um, even in the short period that we've been friends that I know uh, we, we, I, can, I can look to for positivity uh, humor and uh, and information I really really appreciate it
2: likewise man same same goes to you I appreciate it, it means, that means a lot to me and by the way Scott wasn't nice enough to invite me on his
1: show um, a couple months ago um, that he has it's go listen to his podcast please um, uh, go check out his content and his videos he has great interviews he just did an interview with a, one of my clients who Beck. back um, okay. Another fucking hilarious guy. Great guy. Really, really funny. Uh, almost twisted sense of humor. Um, but I appreciate it. There's maybe some people that maybe don't, but I I love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, please go check that. Then please go check that stuff out. My episode was, I, I believe Scott really ran it and did a great job. I I don't think I really came out and said anything extra awesome, but I believe Scott did an excellent job in interviewing me and asking me questions and pulling that stuff out of me. I think he did awesome in that. Um, where can people go follow you? Because I believe that following you for not only motivation and watching you and your family kind of continue, but also some of the great information that you're putting out about the mortgage industry, real estate industry, the partnerships that you have with a lot of the people that you do business with. Where can people follow you?
2: Yeah, so my big platforms are Instagram and TikTok, really. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me on there as well, although I have, definitely have to step my game up. I'm on Twitter, but I can't seem to get that mortgage guy on there because it's been so saturated. So on Twitter, I'm at Sbetley Mortgage is what it is. And I'm on Facebook as well. I have a uh, That Mortgage Guy page and my personal profile as well. But um,
1: and, that- and if you're going to follow him on Instagram
2: and TikTok, like, like he said,
1: Scott is, is uh, and here's what I would also recommend to you. If you're going to follow him on TikTok, uh, uh, go, go do it. It's at, the mor- at that mortgage guy, Instagram's at that mortgage guy. Here's the thing: If you can't get a hold of Scott via email or website or this and everything else, Scott, send the guy a DM on Instagram. He he he's just like me. He'll answer. He'll get back to you. He might not get back to you right away just because his fucking phone's ringing off the hook right now. But right. Re- reach out to him, please, and ask him questions. Um, he's one of those people who's just like me. Where look, you know, if it's working for us, we're gonna we're gonna try to help you as much as we can to to give that information over. I know he's helping a lot of really good real estate agents out there and other people um, from content creation standpoint, um, which is to yeah, you, did, you don't have to do that stuff, and I I think it's great that you do that for your industry. Um, please go follow him. And uh, at the same time, listen. Thank you for coming on the show. It means a lot to me. Um, I know. For that's, having me, you know, listen to this show. And um, it's uh, hopefully the next time we do this show with you, it's in a better environment and a better time in the world that we are currently in.
2: I think it will be. I hope so. That's my, my hope.
1: All right brother, why well, I appreciate it again. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, again, please go follow Scott uh TikTok, Instagram at that mortgage guy and then I would assume on Facebook and Twitter, you can just simply search him up. And on LinkedIn, please go follow him on LinkedIn and and spam the living shit out of his inbox. Tell he- me to
2: step my game up cuz I need it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Spam his spam his, his spam his inbox until
2: he starts posting on there. Scotty, thanks buddy. Thank you man. Have a good night.
0: has been a Todd Collins Official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Todd Collins Collins Official, or visit us at www.ToddCollinsOfficial.com Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.